somebody th- walks up to you on the street and throws a, a like a rotting fish down, a stinking rotting fish at your feet and says, hey, pick it up. You say, no, it's not my fish. I'm not picking it up. Mm. So that's, their, that's kind of their line the social workers use with each other. Like, no, I'm not picking up that stinky fish. that's like a weirdly specific (laughs) (laughs) that's one of the big boundaries things I've learned from Amy is just no like that's your problem I'm not taking it on I'm not going to take the pressure absolutely yeah that's between you and God Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Learning and Community Podcast, where every week we explore resources and ideas to maximize the impact of youth workers across our community. I'm Rachel here, and I'm joined by Josh and Doug Johnson again this week, and we're having a conversation about boundaries. We hope that you enjoy every second. And if you missed our first conversations with Doug, we encourage you to go back and catch those as well. Enjoy! Also down to the little stuff too. Like I'm not giving you a ride to that thing because you managed to get a ride to all of your social activities. Yes. Like it's not on me to get you a ride somewhere. Like I'm not your taxi service. Yes. You know? What but, were you doing before you met me? Right. Yes. And I never thought to ask that question. I just took the fish. I was no, like, that was, well, this is my fish now. That was, <laughs> like, my, that was my first couple of years. Of I adopted solo. the fish. I <laughs> always get these phone calls at like yeah. nine, ten. 11 at night and it was a kid that was stranded stranded with quotes um you know out by the mall right and it's like well how'd you get stranded well i came here to the mall and the bus lines aren't you know and at first i would feel like well sometimes they would even go out and give the person a ride right after a while i realized first of all i'm not helping you at all right i'm not helping them develop problems (laughs) not at all no you know if i if i'm always rescuing them then they're never gonna develop these problems totally um they have to learn like hey if you're gonna take a bus there then you have to take a bus back right if you know when the bus line ends then you need to catch the bus right before the bus line ends Mm -hmm. right you know, and and I also realized too, if I waited like thirty minutes, I said, I don't know. Let me. I I need. I'll have to figure some. I'll have to think about it. Yeah. Um. Within five minutes, usually they had a ride. Totally. Totally. <laughs> they always, they they always, always figured it, it out. Yeah. They're, our kids are very resourceful. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> kind of go with what we talked about last time of letting people kind of sit in that place of unresolved. Yeah. Part of that is boundaries too, of just. I'm not your savior. I'm not your savior. Yeah. And I'm not taking that on. Yeah. Like that's the other part. Part of it is giving letting them be okay with not having the answers and having things unresolved. And then part of it is I'm also not going to come in and rescue. Mm. I can't. Right. I'm not Jesus. Half the time we can't. Right. right? Yeah. That's the stuff we can't do. Like I can't fix your situation. And I can't. Yeah. And like knowing our limitations in yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and it's not our job description. We look at job descriptions. That's something that I I started doing after I stopped working with kids, really. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. But I realized, you know, like I made a job description of like these are the, the behaviors and yeah. these are all the issues that are going on and what's God's role and what's my role. Mm. And there's really not that much that was my role. My role yeah. was to love. My my role was to present truth. And that was about it. Right. And pray. And just about everything else was God's really that was those were all in his job description. Right. 
And so when we get out of our lane and into God's lane, uh, one, nothing good happens. Like we don't really help. And then also it burns us out. Right. Yeah. Yes. Or we're mad. We become anxious. We worry. We, we sever the relationship because now I can't be in the room with this kid because you've done me wrong after I tried to do all this stuff for you. Uh, yeah, I'm getting it. triggered. I'm getting <laughs> triggered. Yeah. I've done all of it. The lack of boundaries, the lack yeah. of like me jumping in every situation and trying to be there. Right. Like eventually came to a point where me and that kid, when we were in the same room, we wouldn't talk to each other and it was very tense. Right. It was just tense. So we would come to the club and be like, I'm not talking to him. He's not talking to me. Right. I don't want him in my cabin. Even though I'm the only middle school cabin, but I don't want to be in my cabin. Like, just like, right. I don't want, you know, just right. tension, tension. Because me as the adult and me trying to cross over into my, into God's job description, like having all this savior complex and I'm going to fix this. And I'm going to do this and I'm right. going to do this and I'm going to do about this and I'm going to answer this and I'm going to answer this and we're going to do this. Yeah. Bad boundaries. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That is not what Paul meant when he said be all things. No. No. no that is not what he was talking no, about. No, <laughs> he no. didn't say you need he to meant. be DSHS, no. the, the Uber, the no. McDonald's. He was talking about cultural humility. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's so true. Also, we, we do. We get to that point where we're so angry and burnt out. And we get so angry about this one little thing because it's been... Yes, a, B, C, yes. D, E, F, G, A, all built up. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we can have boundaries early on, um, we never get to that spot. Right. I mean, when you think about, I, I call it the teacher, the teacher rule. The first two weeks of school, teachers are so strict and then they loosen up as the school year goes mm-hmm. because they have to establish boundaries early on. Right. And it's so much easier to do that than to like kind of let chaos and then try to add them in try to yeah take the reins back it's yeah and so yeah if we if we can have those boundaries early on we don't ever get to that spot and that's not good for anybody when we get to that spot no no it's not good for the kid it's not good for us it's not good for our family no So how do we set boundaries? How do you set the appropriate boundaries for you in your ministry? Man, that's a good, that's a, a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> how do you set good boundaries? Because some people don't yeah. have the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. Um, but I think one of the things that's, that's been really helpful for me um, in the last year has been knowing what my needs are and then working around those, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like my needs establish where my boundaries go. So uh, for me, it's like my money, like I ha- I set aside a certain amount of money now that I like spend on kids mm-hmm. and that I can like use as my tithe or whatever, mm-hmm. like, or with my time, like I- there are certain hours where I'm like, this is just for like my mental health. Like mm-hmm. I, this, nobody touches these hours. Like, so that's, I set a boundary around those or in relationship with a student, like it, I do like what you were talking about. You like wait a few minutes or wait, give yourself like an allotted amount of time to wait on a call or a, a message before you like jump in, you know, mm-hmm. like, or I'm really, I now ask more questions. Like, are you, do you like just being really blunt? Like I got a call, an emergency call from a girl over Thanksgiving and I, she sounded like she was in trouble. And I was like, do you feel like you're going to kill yourself? Are you in danger? Are you hurting somebody else? Is somebody else hurting you? Like just getting those questions out of the way 
at the front end and then figuring out what the need is and how I can help fill it as opposed to being like, I'm on my way, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. those. Yeah. So I think those are some of the practical things that I've been doing are just like figuring out where my needs are and then setting up boundaries around those in relationship, um, but also just like in life, you know? Yeah. One of, one of the principles I try to think through is I, I try to, I try to, um, I try to measure everything through, is this helping the, the student mm. or, or, or young adult? Um, in some ways, it's more with the young adults even. Um, but am I helping this person? And so if I come out and rescue the person who's stranded, quote, unquote, stranded at the mall, um, <laughs> am I helping them? No, I'm really not a long term because they're not developing problem solving skills mm-hmm. and they're not learning cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a really important thing is am I helping this person and and if I want to help the person, okay, how can I do it in a way that actually helps them? Because mm. um, sometimes, it, you know, like, yeah, I can, they do need help and I want to help them, but I can, how can I do this without being the savior that they depend on me and never learn from this? Yeah. How can I help them help themselves kind of? Mm. Or de- or how how can I help them develop some skills yeah. that, that are needed, like lifelong skills that just... Need to be developed. That's a lifelong pro tip in working with young people. Like spiritually, physically, like how can I help you help you? Yeah. Because I'm not I'm not gonna be here your whole life. Like totally. I, I'm not gonna promise to be that. Like, but how can I give you the tools to seek God? How can I give you the tools to find a job? How can I give you the tools to like get a license? You know, like yeah. how can we break down as many barriers as possible? Like that's our job. But getting to that point is on you. Like and that's that's honestly one of the biggest differences between urban youth ministry and suburban youth ministry. And it's not that this doesn't, isn't a need in suburban youth ministry either, but in urban youth ministry, capacity building has to be built into everything you do because there's just certain life skills Mm -hmm. that our kids have never been taught and they can't survive in this world without it. Right. And so you have to capacity builds Building has to be, when I mean by capacity building, teaching them um, just the skills, the social skills, the soft skills, how to use money, how to problem solve, how to advocate for yourself. Um, Like if you're going to do a tutoring program, you can't just teach, you can't just help them with math. You have to teach them how to advocate for themselves so that they can ask questions and get the help that they need. Right. Because- a lot of times, like kids, you know, more middle class kids have been taught that in their home, and they already have those skills. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So how how can we use capacity building, um, or how can we develop capacity? Yeah, is, is something I always try to think through. Another great episode that we are going to do with you in the future, Doug. Yes. <laughs> capacity building—that's a good one. Yeah, I think my takeaway. I know the thing that Doug talked about like God's job description, our job description. He actually did a training on that or I remember him teaching me that and that helps so much. Mm. Like just, yeah. and I'm a visual person and sometimes just need a straight black and white, like, Hey, the stuff that I was doing, that wasn't in my job description. Mm. And when I just yeah. let God do what God do and the rest of that ain't my business. Um, mm. you know, I think that, allowed me to create way more boundaries, such as like, oh, kids calling me at 10 o'clock at night. Honestly, 
that ain't my business. You know, right, that's right. like right. God is the savior. God is the one who's going to supply all their needs. Whatever, not my business. Right. Keep it moving. Right. Uh, so yeah, I would recommend if anybody, Dougie, we should put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, go through and put God's job description and your job description, and go through and fill out the chart, and you'll see like how much is actually God's description. And I think that gave me so much peace and put the burden more so on Jesus mm. than on me, which that's what we do. We take on these burdens that. We ain't got no power to fix, so. And his is like. Amen. Okay. Come on. <laughs> that easy yoke. Uh, no, we could talk about this for many, many hours, but uh, thank you, Doug, for helping us just scratch the surface yes, of Doug. this idea of boundaries and tension in relationship and uh, walking through that as leaders, you know? Yeah, so it sounds like we're going to have you back. Right. Well, to, to Josh's dismay, you will be back. <laughs> I mean, he's cool or whatever. It's Dougie. It's Dougie. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>